Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Conversation for Our Generation, where we are solving the problems of today with the wisdom of the past. And my name is Nick Jamel, the creator and the host of The Conversation for Our Generation. And I'm excited to talk to you today a little bit about <clears throat> Titus Andronicus by William Shakespeare. And so recently, to kind of let you know what I've been doing, basically, I've been going through reading other books and then going back because I have a book here. It is The Complete Plays of Shakespeare. And so, as you can see, there's quite a few there to go through. And so I've been kind of going through these every other book that I read because they're not too long. You know, I read a couple acts of one yesterday and, you know, it's fast. It's, it, it's definitely interesting language. It's something that you have to kind of get used to. But that said, it's just very fun to read, I think. And so... That's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today is why you should be going back and reading some of these old ones and why specifically Titus Andronicus is one that you should check out. <clears throat> and so before I get into too much of that, I want to remind you that you can find me on conversationforgeneration.com. If you go there and you're like, hey, I like what's going on, you know, you're watching this, <clears throat> go over to conversationforgeneration.com slash podcast to subscribe to the podcast for, so you get, get that every week, you know and leave a rating and review as well. That really helps me out and helps it reach more people. The other thing you can do is go over to YouTube and search Conversation for Our Generation and find me there so you can watch these as they come out. Hit subscribe as well so that you get notified whenever something new comes out because I'm putting out new clips of other interviews, um, full inter interviews, and all sorts of other stuff there as well. So definitely check that out too. <clears throat> and like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at conavargin, facebook.com slash conversation for generation as well to just keep up with everything and be able to have a conversation and ask questions, put out your ideas and, uh, and really join the conversation with me. So with that, <clears throat> let's hop over to the quote of the week. And this one is from Robert Kennedy. He says, Tragedy is a tool for the living to gain wisdom, not a guide by which to live. And I like this quote because I was just reading Plato's Republic as well. I just finished that. And he talks a lot about how we shouldn't allow the tragedians to be giving us, be putting out their poetry about things that are immoral. And I think that and the reason is you have to read Plato's Republic to understand the full reasoning, but basically he's trying to create the perfect city state. And one of the things that they don't want is any immorality because you don't. And so he doesn't want his people learning to be immoral. So they have to ban the, the, the plays that are sort of like a guide to what it is like to be immoral. <clears throat> and in the process, I think you lose something because like Robert Kennedy says, it's not a guide by which to live. It's a way to gain wisdom. And I think that that's the important thing is that the, you know, Oedipus is not someone that you look up to. He killed some random guy, right? Crossing, you know, because he was blocking his way and it ended up being his dad, the king. But, you know, he just, he just had a temper tantrum and killed somebody for no reason, really. And you know, you don't want to be like that, right? While even though Achilles was a great fighter, you know, he went crazy. And I forget if it's Hector, 
yeah, he fought Hector and dragged his body around instead of allowing his family to bury him for a long, you know, and just a lot of other things like that, right? They do things that are bad that jeopardize, right, their fate instead of being, <clears throat> you know, the noble, fully upstanding people that just have bad things happen to them. That's not what they are. A lot of times they participate in the tragedy and that's what it's supposed to teach you is that you do have some agency and when you do the wrong thing, you're going to see the repercussions of it. And so I think that that's an important thing that, I mean, far be it for me to <clears throat> criticize Plato too much, but I do think that that is something that you can learn from as long as it's clear that when you're doing this, that you're not emulating those people. And so to get into Titus Andronicus then, I think that this is a beautiful tragedy about, uh, out of the collection, sorry, of William Shakespeare's works. I think it's important, like I said, for modern people to read these tragedies from the past because not only do we gain a lot of the wisdom and the lessons, but we're so disconnected from our history and our heritage that it's easy to dissociate from what they went through. And obviously this is fictionalized, but there's a sense that you get an insight into what these times would have been like. Now, in this case, you're getting a look into how Renaissance era people would have viewed the Roman Republic, right? You're not actually seeing, you know, this is written under, in the time of, I guess, I don't know if it's necessarily the Roman Republic or the Roman Empire, but under Rome. And so obviously it's even uh, deeper because you're seeing how they looked at that era. And it is still very British, obviously. Everyone speaks Shakespearean English. So it, it's not like uh, <clears throat> they're speaking, well, there is, I think there is some Latin in there, but it's like common Latin that everyone at the time would have known. And so I think that there's just a way to see what our forefathers experienced and thought of in these stories. And I think that that's important because these are real depictions a lot of times of what life was like. And while this one is not quite the same, there are a lot of his plays that are set in contemporary times, you know, he does histories of King Richard and uh, King Henry and all of those, actually a couple of King Henry's, and you get a pretty good sense of what that time was like and what the tensions were. And they, you know, being the English around the time that Joan of Arc was, you know, not very welcome in England yet, they had some very bad things to say about her in one of his plays. And so, in this book review, I'll explain a little bit of why you should read this masterpiece. <clears throat> and so I think the first part is, it's just a classic. I, I think that getting to know and getting in touch with Shakespeare's works is important for anyone trying to get to know literature in general. I think that he's obviously a cornerstone for what we have today. And if we don't revisit his works, then I think everything else is I'm not going to say in vain, but it's lacking something. And secondly, I think it is beautifully written. And obviously all of what he does is beautifully written, but it's no exception. I think the lofty rhetoric just is something that I think we need more of. <laughs> we have so much of a debased discourse right now that I think finding a way to make it the way we talk a little more beautiful would be good. And just to give you a sense, you know, I'm just pulling up somewhere randomly. Um, 
and letting you just kind of hear what it says. <clears throat> Who is this, my niece, that flies away so fast? Cousin, a word. Where is your husband? If I do dream, would all my wealth would take me? Would all my wealth would take me? If I do wake, some planet strike me down, that I may slumber in eternal sleep. Speak, gentle niece. What stern ungentle hands have lopped and hewn and made thy body bare of her two branches, those sweet ornaments whose circling shadows kings have sought to sleep in, and might not gain so great a happiness as thy love? Why dost not, why dost not speak to me? And it goes on, but this is when uh, Marcus Andronicus, Titus's brother, sees Lavinia, and she has is coming back from in the book. She, I, I think this happens in the first or second act, so it's not you know getting away too much. It's kind of the main thing in the story about what it's about. But she is raped, and the two men, I think, cut out her tongue and cut off her arms, and so. And she's Titus's only daughter. And I think they killed her husband as well in the process, if I remember correctly. And so, or before they did, before they did that. Um, and so, yeah, so that's his, her uncle seeing her as she's coming back and lamenting. And I, I think it's just beautiful. I mean, you may not know exactly what I was speaking about if you hadn't read this or if you didn't, uh, if you don't know what the context, but it's just really... I think, again, a beautiful way to say, where are your arms? <laughs> that's, that's really what the, I conveyed there is, where are your arms? Who would do that? And so I think that that's great. And then lastly, I think it was just a truly wonderful and fun story to read. I mean, obviously it's sad <laughs> or, you know, a tragedy. So it's not happy-go-lucky, but it, it is fully enticing. It has so many interesting things that happen throughout the story that it just keeps pulling you in and pulling you in. And so I recommend that you check that out for sure and get your copy. Um, and so the one that I have recommended on the book review today is not one that I have, but it is a from a publisher that I've used in the past for other Shakespearean plays. I could tell, <laughs> yeah, just when I saw the cover, I was like, oh yes, that's a good one. It's cheaper than the other copies that I saw. A and B, th these always came with good notes. And so for those of you who aren't necessarily big readers or never really read Shakespeare, I think it'll really help. I know that for me, I've definitely had to spark note things to just see like, because the one I have here doesn't have the notes, but it definitely uh, helps to have a little bit of a guide as you do it, especially reading Shakespeare if you're not familiar. So I've gotten used to it more now. The more and more I read it, the better I get at it, but I've definitely had to cheat a little bit with Sparknotes. <laughs> so definitely grab that through my link. If you're on the website right now, you can see it. Uh, if not, if you're listening to the podcast, go to the show notes, click over to conversationforgeneration.com and check it out there. I think that you'll really enjoy this. And lastly, just leave a good rating or review if you're listening on podcast. If you're not subscribed to the podcast or to the YouTube channel, go to conversationforgeneration.com slash podcast or conversation or sorry go to youtube and search conversation of our generation and click subscribe there as well and then follow me at con of our gen on twitter and facebook.com slash conversation of our generation and thank you again for listening to this episode of the conversation of our generation let's get the dialogue going i'll talk to you next time